Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we got Andrew, aka the Cashflow King, joining us on this Monday. So I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how central banks around the world are shifting into digital assets as we speak. As ISO standards are coming into effect this month, we discuss what this could mean for the long-term impact of many of our favorite tokens. A Ripple settlement will likely be pennies on the dollar for the SEC, as they're now asking for $770 million. John Deaton predicts they're getting less than 20 As Uphold announces a new XRP product going live this December, is this another catalyst for the third largest cryptocurrency? And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, we're also going to be starting the show off with an interesting video. I showed it to Gonzo. He's got another take about it. XRP could reach $18 if it repeats what it did in 2021. Believe it or not, could be realistic. We're getting some exciting price action, Johnny. But first of all, how you feel, my friend? Thanks for being here. He's frozen like the movie, Gonzo. So we're kicking it straight to you, my friend. How are you feeling? And thanks for being here. I'm doing outstanding, man. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Yeah, just super excited. I miss you guys. Uh, you know, with the schedule, I don't get to be on as much uh, as I usually am. But, you know, still out there grinding, doing TA. Like, you know, it's been uh, quite a move these last couple of weeks for these uh, altcoins. Uh, XRP. I woke up. Uh, I had a leverage long that I got in at sixty-two cents. So I woke up this morning to a, a nice little surprise at seventy-three cents. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. man, uh, you can see that the you know the market is starting to get a bit greedy. So you know we'll we'll see what happens. Eventually, Johnny, we're going to get some type of pullback. Absolutely, Gonzo and Johnny. I think we're having some tech issues this morning. They can't stop you from joining the stream. So first of all, how are you feeling? We'll kick it to Cashflow. Abs, when we see that kind of green, an old song comes to my mind. It goes like this. Green Acres is the place to be. You won't remember that. But I love seeing green. And I'll tell you what, everybody's super excited. Shit, I even know people that took the day off from work today just to watch the show because it's so excited. XRP's pumping. But let me just say this. Good morning to all the war maniacs out there. We love you. We appreciate you. Don't get too excited. It's very early. I'm not that excited about 72 cents up. But the whole world is going nuts. Crypto Twitter is going nuts. 72 cents splashed all over the place. Everybody's going crazy. We're not anywhere near my exit targets, but nonetheless, it is great to see a lot of green today. And here's what's exciting, Johnny. If we look at historic, we we don't say history repeats, but it often rhymes. When you look at the history of XRP, this would be the beginning of our next breakout. And we're going to break down how the crypto market cap could circulate 18% of its total value into XRP, leading this token to be well over many of our price targets. We're talking 18 to $21 in total price. But Andrew, we already got 300 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And before we get into the content, how are you feeling, my friend? Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody here uh, from the Netherlands. It's uh, yeah, it's getting dark here. It's 5, uh, 5 12 p.m. at the moment. Um, yeah, I had a great weekend, went to a jazz band, and I saw, I saw XRP going up sitting there with the beer in my hand and you know it's so much fun i'm now and i'm doing some some specific trades on xrp and it's all working out you know you have to be patient sometimes sit on your hands but if it really works 
yeah, it, it's fantastic. All those uh, all those strategies that I figure out that you can learn in my in my in that I teach in my course. So uh, yeah, I would say uh, it's 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 a fantastic time again. And I agree with I agree with Johnny with the greed that we see in the market. So be prepared and be prepared to take your profits if that is in correspondence with your strategy, or else just wait and and keep accumulating. Everybody has a different strategy, but. Uh, yeah, there is some money to make in this market at the moment. Yes, guys. And I'm super excited to get into this content today. Johnny Crypto, I just want to let you know in advance, you're freezing up on my screen. So I'm not sure if you're frozen for the live stream as well. But guys, we got 349 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. We're looking at all green bubbles this morning. Let me check out some of the daily movers. We've got XRP up 10%, CRO 6%, Chainlink up 6%, and Wrapped Ethereum up about 8% on the daily. When we check out the total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at $1.33 trillion in total market cap. That's up about 2% from yesterday. Bitcoin is sitting at 51% dominance. Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin back above 35,000 at 35,100. Ethereum, 1909. We've got XRP sitting at 72 cents as well. And Gonzo, I know you were going to be addressing this later today. Solana has been performing extremely well, sitting at $40 this morning. Cardano also sitting at 35 cents. And guys, this is the video that caught my attention this morning. We're talking XRP price targets. And yeah, 70 cents, it's exciting, right? We've waited a long time to reach these price targets. This is only the beginning. When we zoom out and we look at the four-year cycles and how these market cycles work, money goes into Bitcoin, then Ethereum, then the large cap alts, then the small alts. What's going to happen for XRP here is at some point, we will reach over 10% dominance in the market. That means if you look at the $1 trillion in crypto today, for example, 10% of that will be an XRP. If you believe the total market cap for crypto is going to go to $5 trillion, $10 trillion, that means XRP is going to reach $1 trillion to $2 trillion in total value. That's what we're going to be explaining in this video. Here we go. Oh, we're getting tech issues, Johnny. Give me two seconds here. First of all, before we even play this video, I'm going to ask you to take the floor. Address the pump that we're experiencing now. What was your reaction to $0.72 cents this morning? We're going to talk about how it can go much higher. Well, you know... You know, I mean, my price targets are way higher than 72 cents. So my only reaction was it kind of brought me back to the days when I got into crypto. When I first found Coach and I got into the 3T Academy, I remember him showing, you know, what his portfolio was. That's why I got into it. I wanted to see it. XRP was one of his coins. So I obviously naturally went and just said, oh, let me go see what this XRP thing is and what it's going for. And at the time, it was around 72 to 74 cents. I was like, oh, okay, that's one of the coins. And I didn't know much about it other than that until, you know, until the price started dropping dramatically a month later. But yeah, th that's what I remember. It just brings me back to when I first got in. This was the very original price I saw XRP back four years ago in like November of 2020 or somewhere in that time frame. So. <clears throat> well, one of the things that I also want to address is the fact that XRP breaking that 62 cent range is massive for the price chart. And Gonzo, we are going to show that video, but I want to make sure I have clear audio. We're showing a, a, an inverse head and shoulders on the XRP price chart right now. And what's so exciting about this is the chart really just speaks for itself. If we break past 72 cents and get above 80 cents once again, there is almost no resistance to about $1.90 on the XRP price chart. And that's what many people are anticipating. So what are you anticipating over the, maybe the short term? Let's look until the end of 2023. Do you think this is the majority of the bull run we got a pullback coming? Or are you optimistic, Gonzo? Yeah, no, you know, in the short term, you know, things do look a little bit overheated. You know, it can't go up forever, right? We, you know, we went a few weeks going down. Now we're going a few weeks going up. Uh, when you look at the total market cap, you know, we broke that resistance at like $1.25 And so now we're kind of back testing it as support. Uh, but at some point here, we are going to get a pullback. And then, you know, what's happened is you've got Bitcoin dominance has dropped and it's almost at its its support level. And so that's put liquidity into the altcoins and they've all popped off at different points. It's just XRP's time, right? That's why I was like waiting for that 62 cent level because it was very important. Once we got above it, then we're going up. We're going to start retesting some of the higher levels that we had when we had the lawsuit approved, right? We topped out at 93 so those are some of the levels that we need to look at and then we're going to have to break above before we start talking about a dollar. But yeah, definitely like any pullback now is just dollar cost average time. At least that's what I'm doing. 
And the question that we had in our live chat today was, do you believe XRP will reach over a dollar in the calendar year of 2023? So please answer that. We're going to be addressing the, the user responses at the end of the show. But we got 435 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this man's breaking down how he's anticipating an $18 XRP before the end of this cycle. It's the case. It's a top crypto. It's right there with Bitcoin, Ethereum. And you can just see back here, 2017, uh, XRP dominance, 18% or so back here. And this is topping out. This is like topping out range. XRP dominance back here around 17% or so. I, I, I calmed down the number a little bit. I didn't want to just say, hey, we're going to reach that area again. I calmed down the area a little bit in terms of dominance. And I said, okay, how about 10% dominance, right? If we think 10%, that's right around here. And it's a nice average of all of these swing highs in terms of dominance. And XRP could very much get there. And it could, it could surpass it. I get that. But that's a trillion-dollar market cap for XRP. A lot of people, I'm sure, think it's going to go higher. But just based on that number alone, this is kind of where the numbers are like, oh, wow. Because this is so realistic. A trillion-dollar market cap for XRP. It can do it. XRP would be looking at around $18, all-time high in that environment. That's around, that's just under 3,000%. Just under 3,000%, right around 3,000%. Those are some nice gains for this blue chip. And that's, that, that, that's a good segue to Cardano because one of the things I really like. And that's what I really liked. I like how he addressed the fact that XRP is a blue chip. And I'm going to say it right here once again for all of our listeners. XRP is the only digital asset with clarity in the USA. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was this token that leads us into the next bull run, Gonzo. But you give me your thoughts. He talked about the circulation of total market cap being a huge factor here. Do you ever believe XRP will reach 18% dominance again? Um, you know, it's possible. I was just looking at it. In the 2017 bull run, we got all the way up to 30%, right? Currently, right now, we're just below 3%. So a 7% move, um, you know, when I look at the structure, we're literally just making higher lows, right? Uh, going back to the beginning. Sorry, my phone went You're off. Good, we can um, hear you. Going back to uh, uh, 2017, right? Higher lows. So yeah, and, and when you're looking, you're trying to do price predictions. One of the things is, you know, we look at total market cap and stuff like that. But with these bigger projects like XRP, Ethereum, some of the bigger market cap tokens, I think a good way to do it is to, um, to look at total dominance. I'll be right back. Okay, Johnny Crypto, I'm going to ask you to take the floor. You've been very diff I mean, very engaging in the live chat today, which is awesome. But I do want to hear your take about this as well. XRP is up 8% on the day, 24% on the weekly, 35% on the monthly, and 100% growth year to date. That's astonishing to me. But as a long-term member of the XRP Army, it feels like we're long overdue, guys. Somebody responded to me on Twitter earlier this week, and they go, zoom out on the price chart, rookie. My investment from 2018 is still down 78%. And I go... You had six years to dollar cost average at lower prices. You didn't take advantage of any of it. None of that was valuable to you, but there's just a lot of exciting information going around with the XRP community, Johnny. And there's a lot of exciting videos that we're going to play today. XRP is going to be used in the United States of America. That's clear, right? And that's something that's going to be fundamentally different between 2025 crypto and the 2021 cycle. Let me just preface a couple of things. XRP reached $1.90 17% of the total market cap in crypto while being sued by the SEC. That's $140 billion in total market cap. We also had XRP go to $3.70, $3.70 during the 2017 cycle. And that's so exciting. It makes Johnny Crypto cough on camera. So that just speaks for itself. But Johnny, before we get into any of this content, I'm kicking it to you, my friend. What's on your mind? Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, Abs, you got to remember, there's a lot of people that are holding the bag, right? A lot of people don't have an exit plan. If you don't have an exit plan, you're going to be that same guy that sent Abs a message that says, I'm pissed off because I'm holding at $1.90. He's holding at $1.90 because he didn't have an exit plan. Or he bought it when he shouldn't have been buying it, right? He bought it when everybody was telling him to buy it. There's two reasons why you get caught holding a bag. It's those two. Either you don't have an exit plan and you didn't get out on the way up. Uh, click the all button, Abs. Over there, uh, the all on Give the chart. one second here, guys. One okay. thing I want to address as well is this right here. This is what we've been talking about throughout the show, and it's something that we're going to talk about for the remainder of 2023. XRP's total market cap dominance right now is less than 
We just showed you a video that typically not only does it break 10%, it will break 18% during this market cycle, Johnny. That's so exciting for our listeners because everybody focuses on 70 cents, 80 cents, $1.90. That's not the right uh, statistic to even put your attention on. Focus on market dominance, focus on total market cap, and listen to our friend Quincy, focus on institutional volume. But that being said, floor is yours, Johnny. Yeah, so if you click on that, on the all button there, Abs, you'll see, yeah, um, that, look at that. So you see those big pumps up? There are people that are still holding at that, and they're pissed off at XRP. And the minute XRP gets to their price, they'll just get out. They have no, they don't understand that. If they weren't dollar cost averaging, it's one of two reasons. A, they didn't have the money. I can respect and understand that. Or two, they didn't understand what they were in. They just bought it for getting get in rich, get rich quick scheme. And and therefore they didn't go back in dollar cost average during the downtime, knowing what's coming next, right? And so that's those are probably the scenarios there. And for those people, it's unfortunate abs. I feel bad for them, but you, you have to know what you're investing in. And so for this here, I think there's a lot of excitement today because of the event that we all know is going on this week called Ripple Swell in Europe. If you remember. There was an event four years ago, three and a half years ago, called Gala, Gala event. And Gala did the same thing. Before the event and going into the event, the price pumped like it had never pumped, all the way up to like 72 cents. So these things, you know, there are lots of things in the background and events and marketing and, and things that happen when these events come that create a lot of excitement and drive people in. And we may be seeing some chunk of that. And after Ripperswell passes next week, we may get a pullback or... Who knows? Maybe we'll stable out and, and start to hold 70, you know, 65 to 70 cent range as we build a nice base moving into the actual bull run, which we are not here yet, which is why I'm not that excited because I know I don't think we're, we're ready to see what we're all expecting to see. What I want to see, I don't think it's coming yet. It's going to have to wait until when the real liquidity comes in this market. And that's not coming until we get the Bitcoin ETF or the having, in my opinion. It's interesting. People seem to disagree, but I think Johnny's take is actually very realistic. I don't know why we're getting some disagreements, but this is what I'd like to say. You can't have that hopium mindset when you enter a bull run because the number one thing you need to be doing, not on days like today, but if we fast forward six months and XRP is $2.10 and pumping 30% on the daily, that would be a time when I'm considering taking profit. And 70 cents is still relatively low, but if you look at it from a year-over-year -year standpoint, 80% year-over-year, 107% year-to-date. Those are some huge statistics for XRP. And Andrew, I'm going to kick it to you for some comments, but I just want to roll over this news really quick. Johnny, man. Um, this was huge news from last week. It came out of Dubai, and this is so exciting for institutional adoption overall. Ripple made a historic move in Dubai last week as XRP is the only virtual asset to be approved by the Dubai Financial Services Authority. It has given the green light for XRP's use by the, the Dubai International Financial Center. We went through the list live on air last week, Andrew, and what we found is the largest companies on the planet are registered in this region and now have the ability to use XRP for utility. So more adoption, more positive news. What do you think is contributing to not only the price action today, but the optimism for 2024? You know what I wanted to say also from your, your previous article, um, if you see all those price predictions, actually... As an investor, I like those price predictions and not for my own use, but I know a lot of people are influenced by those price predictions. See what we saw with Bitcoin. It, it, the, 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 the previous top of Bitcoin was $69,000 and everyone was telling, oh, it will go to, to, uh, to 100,000, 100K, it will go there, you know. And this is exactly what, what's happening. People that are not knowing exactly what they are doing, uh, Johnny has already said it, they buy too high and they forget to get profit, to take profits. And, and, you know, and for us, this helps us, all those price predictions, just because the price keeps pumping. And it is so tempting to just go into the narrative and say, okay, I will wait for an XRP of $18 and then I, I, will, and then I will sell. No sell on the way up and then buy again on the way down and we will see those moves so uh yeah you know it all it, it's all sentiment in the market and it keeps on going but you know what we do here at least we try here all, all the all the viewers of these videos here or in, in the shows understand what's going on understand the manipulation and also i mean this guy that that that, that talked about xrp 18 dollar and the market cap I, I believe everything, 
However, I have my own plan and I highly recommend for everybody have your own plan in place and understand understand what's happening. Yeah. Something else that everybody should be aware of. If this, is, if this is your first crypto bull run, something that happens on these bull runs, it's very normal. XRP, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all of these tokens will go up 70% and drop 40%, then go up 70%, then drop 35%. And you can look at Bitcoin, any of these price charts. If we get large pullbacks in the market, that is totally normal. And it's actually optimistic for a bull run. When we go up too much in too short a period of time, we get what happened in July. Johnny Crypto is a great example. He talks about this all the time. XRP's price moved off the news of the lawsuit, but it quickly retraced because it didn't change anything structurally, right? It was news, sell the event. That's exactly what happened. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. If XRP pulls back and goes to 62 cents, 63 cents, the only thing that means is we are in a bull market and that is totally normal for any of our new users. But we got 618 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, 618 people are looking at your handsome face and they are waiting for your take on the $18 XRP. I don't know if we got it because we got some real content to talk about as well. But subjectively, do you think we'll get to $18 before the end of 2025? You know, I'm so glad you asked me that question. That was because before I went to, <coughs> to go take some cough medicine here, allergy medicine, this guy says here, um, you know, that we were all in agreement $3 max in 2024. Now, I don't know what episode he was watching, and I know we've thrown the three number, $3 number out there, but I'm going to just set the record straight here because I don't want people throwing that stuff in our face that we said that. I have been saying that I think realistically, and I've said this many times, so go watch plenty of our episodes, that I do believe somewhere between a $10 and $12 XRP during the next bull run, which would be somewhere in 2024 or 2025, is possible. I think you've heard me say that so many damn times. I don't know how and that it even feels old to me anyway. Um, I think a 10 to 12 is very realistic. I think three is highly probable. 10 to 12, obviously less uh, probable, but I think also probable. And maybe even as high as potentially, you know, which would be fantastic if we get somewhere in the 20s. So for me, it's a wide range. But if I get anywhere between three and 20, I've got sell targets all in that range. Um for me, that's kind of where I'm looking for. And, and no, no, I am not buying XRP right now at this point. I've got my XRP. I got plenty of it. I'm just sitting and waiting. Now we wait to see for the targets to come. Um, but I, yeah, no, three max. I, I don't, I don't think we've ever said three max. We've said three. Yes, three is very possible in 2024, but not max of three. I think somewhere max is more like, like I said, somewhere in the high teens or low twenties, I think it's a small possibility. But listen, man, if you get a lot of money and a lot of hype coming into this market, you know, we were at $3 trillion, Abs. We were at $3 trillion market cap for all of crypto. And that was when XRP had the monkey on its back and it made it to about $2. We never got to see what, how something like XRP could truly, what they call price discovery, we never got a chance to see what that true price discovery would be for. Remember, it was being sued. It was delisted, so it was hard to get. You couldn't buy it on a lot of exchanges, right? All of that is gone. And in fact, it's the complete opposite. Now, it's listed everywhere. It's got no monkey on its back. And theoretically, no, not theoretically, factually, it is the only coin with the most legal clarity in the world other than Bitcoin, which the SEC has already said it's not a security. So you got two coins that are not securities. Well, let me rephrase to be technically correct. XRP is not a security under programmatic sales. We know the institutional sales can be. So, you know, but I'm just kind of talking about in generalities of the programmatic sales, which is what the retailers care about. So abs with those two coins being the only ones that with no monkeys on their back. I honestly believe that those two are really going to make, and don't get me wrong. There'll be other ones too, but it's exciting to see how high XRP can go. And I just gave you the, the ranges that I think are possible. I'm looking for them. They're in my price targets. Now we just sit and wait. And that's why I don't get excited at 72 cents. It's not anywhere near one of my first price targets. You know what, Johnny? I'm still a victim to that. I get excited whenever we get a pump in the morning. Like one of your cousins, one of our good friends was texting us throughout the weekend, letting us know about the updates. And me and Johnny are polar opposite <laughs> reactions. I'm celebrating three cent gains. Johnny, <laughs> like text me at $3, please. I got it kills me. It kills me. I love my cousin to death, but I, it kills me when people are like, XRP's pumping. And 
I go look and it's up a half a penny. And I'm like, come on now, don't text me. But here's the reality. It could be, it could be 2024 when you receive that 2 to $3 text from your cousin. And I think it's articles and relevant things like these that are contributing to that. We talked about Dubai utility. We've got the Ripple Swell event coming up on November 8th. And we got 666 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button in the name of God. Give us one more listener, please. I don't like that number. But this is something that really happened, really interesting that happened this weekend, guys. Check this out. There was another glitch on the XRP price chart. And a lot of people were talking about how we had a change and we went back an hour in time. This didn't happen to Bitcoin. It didn't happen to Ethereum. It only happened on CoinMarketCap to XRP. So screenshots were circulating about at 1.30 a.m. Eastern on 11.523, a mysterious glitch on CoinMarketCap moving the XRP chart back in time. We've seen the XRP chart glitch to thousands of dollars. We've seen the XRP glitch to zero dollars. We've never seen it go back in time, guys. And this was multiple screenshots circulating on Twitter. So, Johnny, this isn't that serious of a topic. Time travel. Time travel. Talk about it. Pretend this is real. Or not pretend this is real, but take it serious for the for the aspect of the conversation. What is going on here and why is it only XRP's chart that experiences these glitches? Well, I mean, I can't speak to why it's only XRP, but being in the software world, right, as we're writing code for Merlin. I mean, humans make mistakes when you write code. That's why I like everybody's worried about AI. And the reality is AI is only as good as the humans who are writing it. Right? We're writing the code. And so the same thing with anything. And may, maybe they're working on improvement. Maybe some some exchange or somewhere, whatever the central, wherever, these, where, wherever the data comes in for the pricing that they're getting on this, there was obviously some code. There was some code glitch, which sent it, you know, sent some wrong information. And I mean, Merlin did that. There were, I remember a while ago <laughs> when we were testing one day, I'm looking at a purchase that I said I bought it in 1970. I wasn't even born in 1970, right? So the reality is it happens. He's a youngster. He's in his prime. Yeah. Code, code can do that. Um, so it's nothing that like, I know everybody takes these things. They're like, oh my God, this is it. This is the sign. And that, I, I don't personally this read into fine. that. Yeah. It's like, this is the sign. They're flipping the switch. <laughs> They're getting ready. No, the reality is abs. When you have code, there's something called DevOps. Okay, DevOps means development ops. It means there's a team that's continuing to write and do maintenance on the code to keep the code operational, to keep it going. And as certain platforms are changing certain things, they're writing code, that affects your code. So you've got to modify your code. And it's so there's this maintenance things. And when you're doing maintenance, you know, it's very possible. And, and a lot of times, I don't know what time that was, but maintenance typically happens at nighttime. So, uh, you know, that could be a clue. It was 1.30 a.m. There you go. So that's typically when maintenance is done. They were probably doing some maintenance and something happened during the maintenance and that's what led to the glitch. And it's basically, so what you really should do, go back and get all the glitches. <laughs> and basically that's probably what they were doing maintenance. That's that's probably what was it. But Andrew's also in the in the technology field and he can probably- Yeah, it's, it's, it's called iterations. You know, you do iterations in the code at specific areas and what you say, uh, just to keep, keep the, uh, keep, keep, Keep implementing new functionality. And sometimes, yeah, some glitches uh, appear. So nothing special, nothing nothing uh, uh, to worry about. It happens and pff, don't care. I mean, what is the what is the impact on the price action? Wait, so Andrew, this isn't this isn't a sign from God, just to clarify. No, it is a sign from our engineers that are doing <laughs> their utmost <laughs> to 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 keep this stuff up and running. And I, I have highly respect for all those people working so hard to development to develop software because it is a hell of a job to develop software take take my word for it you have to have a special mind to be able to develop code and especially you know like merlin alone we got thirty six thousand lines of code abs one letter one word one comma is wrong and everything can break right and that's all it takes it's that simple and so, like, could it be a sign? Yeah, it still could be. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a term, but it most likely is that, you know, it's just human. It's most likely human error. Well, guys, we're going to talk about passive income coming to XRP holders all around the world. And it's people like David Schwartz who are acknowledging this technology is about to take a massive leap forward. And we got 700 people in our live chat right now. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. And I think for many of our diehard members of the community, Johnny, the numbers are going to grow as the bull run continues. We've got about, you know, people have been with us a year and a half, two years on this crypto journey. Those are the diehards. And I want to give a shout out to them because this community is about to explode as this market explodes in correspondence. But this is what David Schwartz was talking about for the XRP community, being able to make passive income very shortly. Johnny, here's 12 seconds and jump right in, okay? 
now something near and dear to my heart, the automated market maker specification. I almost said automated money maker, which actually is kind of (laughs) apropos, right? You heard it there first, guys. That's David Schwartz talking about how the automated market maker could be referred to as the automated money maker. And I have a video explaining how that's going to take place. All of our XRP holders around the world are soon going to be able to earn 2%, 4%, maybe even 6 to 8% yield on their cryptocurrency. And I know that might not get too many people excited, but it's about the compounding growth over time that you should be excited about. 8% year over year. I'm no analyst in that way, but do the math, Johnny. That's how you create generational wealth. Before I show the video, what do you think about the automated market maker and David Schwartz saying this should be called the automated money maker? Well, I think he means that because you know the, the market makers make all the money. So they, they, get the, the, they make the difference between the trade. That's why there's a buy and a sell. And that difference, that gap, that space price, that's the profit that goes to the, the market makers, right? But um, the reality is, just be very careful here. A lot of people were asking me about this like last week, and they think that they can earn on their XRP by staking it. Okay. You can't. The XRP is not a staking protocol. You do not earn by, and, and there's nobody better to talk about this than the man right here. That's the cash flow king. He'll tell, this is not a coin you stake. What you're doing, if you're going to earn, is you're going to lend it the way you would lend money out to somebody and they would pay you back, right? That's how. Um, that's the only way you're going to earn an interest on it. So you just got to be careful, Abs, because if you remember, where did you go? I know you're back there somewhere. If you remember, Abs, how many how many lending platforms went out of business last time around? Celsius went down. Uh, I don't think Voyager went down. Nexo was the only one that kind of survived. BlockFi. BlockFi went down. Thank. Those were all lending platforms where you gave them your, your coin, right? And you're in an interest. So I just want people to be very, um, what's the word? Diligent. Be careful when you get, like, sorry, like Johnny, are you going to lend your XRP? I'm like, hell no. I'm not trusting any lending platform. Let me throw a little bit of insight here too as well, guys. If you want to, I know a lot of people are the type where you have to touch the fire to realize it burns, Johnny. And I'm that same personality. But if I can give any bit of small advice, not financial advice, wink, wink. Do not buy anything that promises you exponential value. If you are purchasing a $100 project and they're promising you $2,000 in return, I don't need to know the fundamentals. I know it's not sustainable. And I got burned a couple of times in 2020 falling for that. So if I can provide any value, that would be it. But Johnny, I do want to get you and Andrew's comments on this video because this is a very funny update happening on The Simpsons as Bart was NFTized or it was minted onto a blockchain. This clip pretty much speaks for itself. Here we go. Technology. I've lost Bart forever. No! Yes! Honey, remember how we're always saying we wish Bart was less fungible? Did something happen to Bart? Only the parts you can hug. The rest is alive right here on my phone. Ah, my baby is an app. Uh, no, apps actually do stuff. He's an <laughs> NFT. As Johnny Crypto Flourish. I mean, it's it's so perfect for for just kind of subliminal programming setting what's coming in the future, right? I mean, we all know, we all live through this. In 2020, all of us who were here early and anybody in the chat, if you were here, we were buying these stupid NFTs and these pictures and they were going up in value and it was great. Now, you know, we weren't turning humans into NFTs. That's probably, you know, somewhere future, very, very down the road. But the point is. We'll run 2029. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But the point is, I mean, this is coming, right? And, and the Simpsons are always ahead of the curve here. And it's just more and more of kind of getting people ready for what it is what what nfts mean and we know the whole damn world is going to be tokenized by nfts you know, and, and and i think you know here's a here's something you in your mind you need to separate from when people hear the word nft if i said that and i ask people what does it mean for the people who know what they are you know what the very first word they say to me is they think it's a dumb monkey picture or an ape picture right so every, everybody has has associated the word nft with uh, a photo a jpeg right and they think that's what an nft is just the way people you know we're starting we'll, we'll soon start to think that btc and crypto are, are one and the same right. they think nft and, and, and monkey pictures are the same they're not an nft 
is the actual underlying contract that said digital contract that says you own this thing, whatever it is. And it's tokenized. It's tokenized. Go ahead, Andrew. Let, let me give you an example, a very simple example of an NFT. It's existing today for everybody. That's your social security number. There you go. That's Whoa. that's an NFT. It is coupled to you, and you are tokenized with the government. The, the, the disadvantage is there is only one government, one central authority, and you can't trade it. It is yours, and that's, that's also a kind of an NFT. And the picture, that's the beautiful picture of Johnny and from Apps. <laughs> Actually, and I don't want to you... derail this too much, Johnny, because NFTs, they're not even going to be important when it comes to this conversation right here. We're talking about real world use cases for the XRP community. And one of the biggest topics that took the world by storm over the last couple of months was the automated market maker. That was number one. But Uphold's partnership with Ripple is number two. And this is a great video explaining how the automated market maker will not only make people money, but it changes the game for XRP holders. Here we go. AMMs on the XOPL that retail investors can participate in. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's a conversation we've, we've been having a lot recently. The answer is possibly. We're looking at various ways in which XRP holders might be able to generate a yield on an opt-in basis. There are various ways in this. In, in, there are various ways in which this might be achieved. One is allowing them to wrap XRP in Flare. Another is access to automated market makers. A third we're even looking at conceptually involves uh, allowing uh, users to uh, lock up their XRP for a period uh, and agree that we sell the funds and put them into treasuries. We're looking at various options and we're actually planning to go out to the community and, and run uh, the options by customers to see which they prefer. But all of these would be in an opt-in basis and fully disclosed basis, obviously, so people understood the risks. So the purpose of that video is explaining one thing and one thing only, Johnny. F regular retail investors are about to be able to earn not passive income, but yield on their portfolio. And it's players like Uphold that are allowing this to happen during this next cycle. He outlined a couple of the use cases, but I want to get you and Andrew's comments first. What do you take away from this video and how opportunities like this will structurally change retail investors' portfolios and how we interact with the market overall? Yeah, I mean, I think that you're going to find lots of companies trying to create opportunities to figure out how do you create investment yield the way you do with dollars, right? You go to the bank today and you put your money in the bank and it used to give you a decent percentage. Or you can put it in a CD and you get a higher percentage and things like that. <clears throat> this is a different mechanism to try and get people to do the same thing where you go and you would lend your XRP. And again, just remember. When sometimes when we were banks, it was FDIC insured and it was protected. Here, when you're talking about lending, it may or may not be protected. So you just got to be, you have to know what you're getting into. You have to know the company you're giving your, your XRP up to and how safe is it? Are they going to be an FTX? Are they going to rug pull you and steal it? Or is it going to be a, a reputable company like maybe an uphold or, or, uh, or, uh, you know, some solid, the Bank of America, something that you trust, right? I think that's what it's going to come down to. It's just understanding the risk of what you're going to put your money. I think there'll be plenty of opportunities out there to do it. And you'll just need to know what the risk is. And is it FDIC insured, insured or not? Usually it's not in most cases, but in this case, it may be. You know, if you're with an automated market maker, it's probably not going to be protected because you're going to be probably providing liquidity for that service. And you're going to get some money in exchange for that liquidity. So as long as that liquidity pool is run by an entity that you trust and is safe, you know, things like that, it's just going to take some research to make sure that you're investing in a safe thing, Abs. And <clears throat> go ahead, Andrew. Hey, hey there, there is a difference. You're, you're talking about centralized applications, yeah. you know, but right. what I'm waiting for are the decentralized applications so that you have an automated market maker, which is, for example, a decentralized application with a smart contract, you can lend out your, your coins. And, and because of the smart contract, you know, it cannot go bankrupt. Can you lose all your money? Yes, because if you are in an automated market maker, you are a liquidity provider, you have impermanent loss. It's a technical story, but also then you need to understand what you are doing. But I agree with you, Johnny. If you lend your coins out to a centralized entity, there is always a risk that it goes bankrupt and you lose all your money. And that's why I'm sure that there is a lot of people with intelligence. They are thinking about how can we make it 
decentralized all those applications. And you know, before we are three years further, I'm sure there will be applications on a decentralized level where you can lend out your XRP or other coins. There are already several applications doing that, but that is the future. And all those centralized yeah, yeah, SSH star T should be uh, eliminated in, in the future because then the world get ruled by, by, by programming rules and not by individuals with greed. Spot on, Andrew. And I'm going to play this video right here. Johnny Crypto, jump right in because the audio loop uh, protocols. This is David Schwartz explaining the TCP IP of the internet. That's what changed how we interact with the internet today. That's what's happening in crypto. And we are going to figure out which blockchain it is. David Schwartz is hinting at a decentralized world. Here we go. That is going to happen no matter what. That, that, is, that is a given. Uh, we had a revolution in the physical delivery of goods with the shipping container, which changed globalization, started globalization. We had a revolution in the, develop, in the delivery of information with the internet. Uh, but what we don't know is what is the TCPIP of money? What is the shipping container of value? We don't know that yet. There's going to be one, though. That is a definite. And that's going to bring changes. And what I also want to get through is that one of those changes that I foresee and that I think is important is that the size of payments are, are going to shrink, drastically shrink. Many of you people here probably have a job and you probably get paid twice a month or every two weeks. Well, why is that? Um, you probably pay bills once a month. Well, why is that? It's because payments are expensive and clunky. But if payments were cheap and simple, then those frequencies could go up. You, money could be streamed at you while you're working. You could stream money to your landlord to pay for the place where you're staying. Now, I know those sound like those sound dumb and, and I'll be blunt. Um, yeah, they are. And I'll tell you, like, if we were talking about email in the late 90s and you said to me, like, what are people going to use email for? I probably could not have given you the examples that is on everyone probably here probably has a cell phone probably has email on it and probably has hundreds of messages that look nothing like postal mail or the messaging that existed in the late 90s. None of that could I have predicted. If you'd asked me if the internet had enough bandwidth in the year 2000, I would have said, yeah, it has plenty of bandwidth. Well, could I have imagined Netflix and on-demand video? That's, that's ridiculous, right? Like the cost of bandwidth is too high for that. But the internet drove the cost of bandwidth down to zero. And if the cost of payments go down to zero, the world is going to change. And that's what we're on the precipice of. Johnny Flores, yours. He's 100% right. You know, humans are not able to predict what, what the whole entire future is going to look like. I'm in technology. I know it. We deal with this all the time. We start out creating something and we think it's one thing. And then the, it's so cool to see, you know, to see technology evolve into what it, what it has become. I mean, when you think about the phone, do you realize that this thing is like, seven or eight devices in one inside this thing is my my phone my my computer my flashlight my music player my calculator each one of those in the 90s was a different device and it's all in one i remember when all the like people were like no you can't put that together you can't do this wait you what's your point so the point is it's so beautiful to what my point is so we don't know how the ability to be able to have frickish low cost spending is going to change what the future looks like. Almost what, 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 you know, kind of what he was saying. We don't know what kind of what it's going to mean other than right now we think it's things like, Hey, I can get paid on the spot. That'd be pretty cool. How cool would it be that, you know, after you work, as you're working, you're just seeing your bank account go up. If you're on the clock, your bank account just continues to go up and up and up where you don't have to wait until Friday to get paid abs. Right. So imagine that right now. Now, because of that, because you have money instantaneously in your hand today, you don't have to wait till Friday. You're going to spend some of that money. That's going to mean something else. That's going to now give somebody else some money to take and do. It's just going to change. So there's a new app that's going to be created. There's just going to be so many different kinds of things that today we don't even know what's possible. But but he, he's spot on. It's so cool. But I can tell you this. That yeah. When, when, when we figure it out, it is it is going to be very exciting and what it can mean. Go ahead, Andrew. I know you have a comment. Yeah, you know, but your your money from your your from your salary will come in, but the money will also stream out because of your rent and your uh, uh, electricity bill and that that kind of stuff. So it will all be uh, instantaneously, and you should level your expenses with your income. And I think that that's where we go. 
Absolutely, Andrew. And check out this latest update from John Deaton because we're talking a lot about XRP's price action. It's stories like these that are actually more important. What's going on with the SEC right now is they are asking for $770 million from Ripple as a settlement for their lawsuit. Ripple is still battling these claims and we are going to see that settled before the end of 2024. John Deaton commented here and he said this, people have argued that the SEC got a 50-50 victory in the Ripple case. They're 100% wrong. It was more likely a 90-10 victory in Ripple's favor. If Ripple ends up paying $20 million or less, that's a 99.9% legal victory for Ripple. And the wins just continue to tally up for the company, Johnny. This is another update that people are considering a win for the XRP community. Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse and Chairman Gary Gensler are set to share the stage at the same event during November's 20, or sorry, November 6th through 9th at the DC FinTech Week for 2023. They're not going to be sharing the stage. I don't know why I wrote that in this tweet. They're going to be at the same event speaking at separate times, but I already commented. We know Gary's shaking in his boots. What do you take away from all this news, Reto? God, I would love to see the two of them just happen to run, run, run into each other. Excuse me. Holy cow. My goodness. This oh is my out God. of control. It would be great if they, it'd be great if they could. No, hold on. It'd be great if they actually run into each other. You know, if they saw each other there. Uh, how cool would that be? You know, but I mean, there's going to be, you know, you're going to get a lot of these people hanging out at the event. But absolutely, getting back to what I was trying to say, say earlier, I think this guy kind of summarized it perfectly. What I was talking about was that's right. The velocity of money and how. Because money can move faster, it can then be used in the economy quicker. It can be stimulated faster. And that's going to result in a lot of different things. You know, maybe people not missing their bill payments, not being late on your rent, not being late on, you know, not paying a late fee. You know, late fees may go down. Banks may not be happy about that, but you may see a lot of late fees going down. There's just so many benefits, I think, that could come out of it. But but anyway, so I didn't want to derail it, but I just kind of really No, that was spot on, Johnny. You made a great comment, and I'm excited to hear your take on this as well. This is some news out of Uphold today because we talked about how they're adding utility for XRP holders. This is how they're changing the game for XRP, the currency. December of, sorry, December of 2023, they are opening up a new on-demand liquidity product specifically leveraging XRP. There is no rumors about this, guys. And we got 712 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button, and thank you for being here. Here's how the game is changing for XRP. Or uh, DAM partnership. Yeah, that's a great starting point, Joe. So, I mean, for people who aren't familiar with Uphold, what we do is allow people, companies, and institutional investors to move value from fiat currencies into cryptocurrencies and then across different blockchain networks. And the Ripple partnership is, is very important to us. So we're going to become a node in Ripple's on-demand liquidity service. And their service basically streamlines international payments for big companies. Uphold's role in that will be to convert XRP into fiat currency, USD, pound sterling, and euros, um, and to handle bank payouts in Europe, UK, uh, and the US. It, it's a really important deal for us, not just because of the direct benefit, because, but because it signals the strategic direction we want to take the company. This one deal has the potential to double our volumes next year, not our revenues, our volumes. Um, but more importantly, it exposes us to recur recurring payment flows. And it plays to the, the, the utility use case of crypto, as opposed to the retail speculation uh, case uh, that, you know, um, crypto is perhaps best known for. Um, the deal positions uphold as an infrastructure component in, in international payments. And that's very much the direction we want to take uphold. Um, my goal is to get the company to a point where by the end of 2026, we generate the majority of our revenues from enterprise clients like Ripple. Now, most people know us as a retail app, and we're known for a super easy uh, UX, a very wide choice of tokens, and retail is going to remain an important part of what we do. But our real superpower is, is really as a platform that can be used by enterprise clients to move fiat into crypto across different networks. And it can be used for payments in particular. And it's worth just digging in a little bit at the start, Joe. So he elaborates there, but I think you get the gist of it, Johnny. Not only are they structurally changing the way money is transferred, they're using XRP and they're moving away from retail focus into institutional adoption. The reason I think this is so much bigger than Uphold is what he said. 
it signals a structural shift in the way that money's being transferred. And XRP is once again taking center stage. I'd also like to point out this is a United States-based company. Floor is yours. Johnny, kick it to Andrew. Well, first of all, they're not moving away from retailer. What what retail? What they're doing is they're bolting on another piece of their business. This is similar to what I said Coinbase was doing. You know, what people don't realize a lot of times is the business you see in front of you isn't necessarily the business that makes you money. When you look at Amazon apps, what do you think Amazon does? How do they make their money? I believe they sell books. Am I right? Right. They right. That's that's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks Amazon makes money off of selling products. No. The majority of their money comes from Amazon's web services. They have a whole huge data center. That's where they make all their real money. Nobody even knows about it. And then the storefronts are where they make some chunk of money, but the bulk of their money comes from the AWS servers, okay? No different than what he just said. What he just said was, hey, we're still going to be an exchange for retailers, but what we really want to get into is the semi-banking industry. He literally said... We are going to become an entity that transfers crypto back to fiat to be able to handle cross-border payments. And we, and we want enterprise customers being our, you know, our customer. And that, that's what he said. So he's basically bolting on another piece of his business. And, Coin, and Coinbase, by the way, already does this too. Now, I'm not saying they're using XRP. What I mean is they're also not only just a crypto exchange, but they're also a bank in the background. These guys want to be banks like or or banking partners where they're that middleman that's doing that conversion from <coughs> uh, crypto to fiat, right? Somebody's got to solve that part. And yes, we know that. And then what are they going to use? They're going to use the XRP technology as one of the layers to be able to do that. And then, they'll, you know, so they're going to be that kind of conversion from from crypto to cash. So that, yeah, that, that, that's, you know, that, and you're going to see a lot of exchanges trying to do that. I, I think you will, because they're in the position because the fact that they have the connection to all the blockchains. So it makes sense. And, and that's, that's where, that's where they're headed, man. It is, uh, it's exciting to see these guys. Now, what's exciting about this one is they're leveraging the XRP. This is adoption. This is exactly what you want to be seeing happening. And you want to see that happening among, amongst multiple businesses adopting xrp and, and building their nodes and handling this so we'll see how that takes off but yeah that's 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 a that's a very good sign can you can you, can you imagine what will happen with banks i mm. think if i was if i was owner of a big bank i would become pretty nervous because you can just bypass banks you can make an agreement with with big companies you can say you know we will do your international payments your local payments ever all your payments we can handle them for a fraction of the costs. This is what will happen. And if I was a government, I would also become a little bit nervous because they don't have the, 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 the power anymore to stop payments or, or you know, what the, what the Bank of International Settlements does, the BIS. They can just weaponize the dollar and say, okay, this country is not allowed to pay with dollars anymore or to receive dollars, you know? It's it's over. It's over. That there is a second payment uh, channel uh, uh, which which is uh, existing now. So it is such a fantastic time. And I think as soon as the price can go down, adoption will 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 uh, will evolve, and and we will see an enormous amount of uh, of new applications will will arise in this space. I completely agree with you, Andrew, and it's articles like, check this out. This information is shocking. It feels like XRP has been underperforming throughout 2023. When you look at what happened during the last bull run, a lot of our holders felt like we didn't get what we had been waiting for. Check this out. When you look at the year growth for 2023, XRP is behind only a couple of tokens. Bitcoin is at 65% growth. XDC is up 77%, but look at this. 46% since January of 2023, XRP is up. And although it feels like we're underperforming, Johnny, we are clearly trending in the right direction. Chainlink is another one I'd like to point out, up nearly 48% on the year. This is what's important. We're trending in the right direction. We're getting adoption articles continually, and we're seeing governments around the world, Asia, UAE, even South America, become very crypto-friendly and begin leveraging this technology. So there's a lot of great information that we can talk about today. This is where I'd like to close it out. We've got the MoneyGram CEO being very optimistic about Ripple's technology and then simultaneously 
changing his mind. So we're going to show you some videos and discuss it. Here we go. <laughs> Obviously, we're, looking, we're doing a lot with, with, with ODL today and, and um, also pushing into uh, RippleNet as well in the, in the coming coming weeks and months. Uh, the thing I love about ODL at the moment is that we're sort of completely in the forefront of this. Um, as we go around and talk, I think there's a lot of skeptical people out there still. And, and you know, um, I'm here to say, I guess I was one of them and now I am not. Do you think Ripple could make a comeback? There's a lot of FX volatility in that stuff. Um, and to be able to see transactions go to, you know, for example, US to Mexico, which is the biggest corridor we have right now, um, we're moving, you know, $350 transfers to Mexico, literally, you know, every second, you know, sub-seconds we're moving just and settling, you know, billions of dollars. And that's probably the single biggest challenge that we had, um, you know, using that was we were trying to look at cross-border um, use cases and you go from, you know, U.S. dollar to a peso like we do today. You've got to buy pesos. You have to play pesos into the market. There's an FX cost to that. Well, you think when you go into the crypto world, you could eliminate the FX cost. The reality is you can't because that 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 coin's moving around in value. So, uh, you know, this is why I'm playing this. The purposefully misleading investors watch what they do and not what they say. They're already partnered with Stellar, which is fundamentally doing the same thing as Ripple. So none of this even really makes sense if you look just just a little bit deeper here. But I got some cool stuff to close it out with. So, Johnny, give me your comments. We'll move on. Well, of course it makes sense. A hundred percent, hundred percent makes sense because what, what you, what you don't know is in 2019, when they were doing this, first of all, Ripple paid them as a partner to take their technology and test it. Then in 2020, when they got sued, they dropped them like a hot, like a hot potato. Now it could have been for a number of reasons. One, it could have been because they got sued Two, It could have been because now they had a year or two to test the technology. And maybe what he said is partially true. Maybe there were some FX costs there that they thought would have been eliminated and weren't. Maybe Ripple's technology wasn't doing exactly what they had thought. And and so, you know, and they're like, okay, we're cutting ties here. And maybe XLM said, hey, we're happy to pay you now. So now they're going to go say great things. You got to look at these relationships and see, is it a mutual thing where they're both signing because they want it, you know, one company wants to share their technology to the other and the other company wants it because they think it can be cheaper, better, and there's a beneficial value. Or is it because one company's paying them to go do it? If they're paying them, then I don't even want to hear them. I don't even want to hear from those companies. I mean, because if you're being paid to say something, you're going to say whatever you need to say because you're being paid to do it. And in that case, in 2019, he was being, you know, we know now that they were being, they were being paid to do that. So it just doesn't, it doesn't hold a lot of weight or value. And I'm sure now I'm guessing that maybe they're being paid by XLM to partner with them. So again, it, it, until you understand the relationship, you can't hold a lot of weight into these things. You just got to see what the outcome is. What technology do they end up going with in the future? That's what matters. Andrew, we got 675 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And there's so much exciting news, guys. Not only are we entering a new time for crypto, we're seeing the market, we're seeing the market sentiment for the mainstream media completely do a 180. CNBC is pro-crypto. Fox News is becoming pro-crypto. We're seeing uh, Twitter in general become extremely crypto friendly. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is because we are at the beginning of this next wave for narratives, adoption, utility. All of this is on the forefront. 2024, we're going to see prices go way higher than they are today. But I think it's very important to understand where we are in these market cycles. And when you look at where we are right now, guys, we are at the beginning of our next bull run. That's why you need to go use the Merlin application and create an exit plan today. Because if you don't, you're going to celebrate as these prices go up, but you're going to be holding a tissue, wiping your tears as this market goes down. And Johnny Crypto, I'm going to kick it for you to 60 seconds and pull up our live chat today. We asked our users, do they think XRP will reach over a dollar? I'm going to get the answer. Yeah, well, let's, I'm curious to see what our users think as well. Um, you know, certainly we're, <laughs> we're, we're on our way. We're on our way there. However, you know, with the swell event, I know that's going to be, you know, driving it up a little bit. We'll have to see what people think. But I think in, in the, the reality is abs, it almost feels like we're back in 2020 again, in the beginning, like around September, 2020, where the markets were just starting to gear up and get ready. People were starting to come in. Wasn't really, you know, you didn't see these major pumps yet. That all started happening. I want to say in the, 
don't know, maybe February. Uh, my memory doesn't. So it was like February, March, April time frame where we got the major, major pumps of everything, right? We were all going crazy. Johnny, just for the sake of time, I want to ask you this question. Our chat asked, will, will he rise above a dollar this calendar year? 85% voted yes. And we got 684 votes. So shout out to you guys for all taking part in this live chat today. But Johnny, give me your thoughts. And Andrew, do you think we're going to break over a dollar this year? Let's remember the market does the opposite of what people think. You know, I, I don't care. And it will be January next year or February or March. I don't care. Even if I see a drop, I don't care because I buy, I buy, I buy, I buy again more. That, that's all in the strategy. Absolutely, guys. And we got four, 680 live listeners joining us. Show some love. Smash that like button. This week, we're going to have special guest Mark Yusko joining the show. So that's going to be really exciting for our listeners as well. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.